And we are live. Uh, welcome to the Power Man Podcast, everybody. Uh, my name is Rory Pocket, and I am, as always, your very humble, humble, gracious, undeserving host. Cannot wait to get into this today. i uh, got a friend of mine on tonight um, who does some really, really cool stuff, uh, is a guardian of the Second Amendment. Um, you spent five minutes listening to this guy, you realize the wealth of knowledge he has about guns, about the law, about what he's doing. I mean, it, it's really incredible. Uh, when he goes live, even if I'm half asleep, I'm like, I got to see what he's talking about today. So I try and get on his live, you know, even if it's, you know, midnight or whatever it is, because this guy, I don't think he sleeps. He just keeps going around the clock to protect the Second Amendment. It's really awesome. Uh, welcome to the show, Steve Zimmerman. How you doing, Steve? Good. Thank you. And that was a very, very gracious opening for me. Like, very few times in my life do people give me such kind words. So thank you very much. <laughs> you're going to make me tear up now, man. I, listen, I, I love that you're on. I really do. Um, I'm excited you know, to be here. Thank you. Appreciate that very much. Um, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, you very right up front, in case you know somebody doesn't know you, then it's uh, Steve Zimmerman. And there's two M's at the beginning and two N's at the end. Okay. Two in case M's, anybody's looking for you. Yep. Right Just on. Just to make things so complicated for people. Right on. And you have two Instagram uh, accounts that you operate. Actually, actually I got three. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Um, why don't you go ahead and give all three to our, our listeners right off the bat? All right. So my personal Instagram is the Steve Zimmerman. Um, and that's only on Instagram. My Facebook profile is different. Um then I actually have my own podcast, which uh, we need to get you on eventually, uh, which is the Range Minded Podcast, where we deal pretty much primarily with educating folks on the Second Amendment, really push training and, and education. Uh, what what we really want is to create good stewards of the Second Amendment. So on on that podcast, on that Instagram feed is uh, Range Minded Podcast, and we're also on YouTube and anywhere else you get your free your free uh, podcast, you can listen to us anywhere. Awesome. You guys are on all the regular platforms and stuff, right? I mean, I found you, you know, pretty easily. So, all right. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely a listener, man. Season two, uh, is, is uh, season two, episode three, is that what we're on right now? Yeah, we're at 203 episodes now. 203? That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. I was going to yeah, say, doing it for a little while. yeah, I guess you are. <laughs> no, man, that's fantastic. That really is. Um, this is such an important topic. You know what I mean? When it comes to the Second Amendment and everything that's going on in, in the world, even somebody who doesn't own a gun, if you just believe that you should have the right to be able to own a gun, I mean, you, you got to wake up, you got to smell the coffee, you got to get a little involved these days. Um, used to be, if you were like, hey, I really don't want a gun in my house, you kind of considered yourself to not really be a Second Amendment type person. But now that the prospect is that it could just be eliminated, you know, because law doesn't matter anymore, um, it's huge. You know, and, and more than ever, people are looking for people like you, you know, in your podcast and stuff. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, before we get into all the actual nuts and bolts of what's happening, and there's, I mean, there's plenty. So there's, um, so, there's so much to talk about. Uh, there really is. And and obviously we can't cover it all, but there are two big things I want to talk about and get your opinion on and let people hear it. But before we get there, you know, what, what makes, you're from Idaho, right? Yes. Right. Yep, okay. I saw that. I saw. I, I follow you on Instagram. So that's. I saw something about the snow layering on oh, top yeah. of the snow. <laughs> it's been brutally cold here the last few days. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, what makes you know a, a mild mannered you know carpenter from Idaho decide he wants to do this with the Second Amendment podcast, the whole bit, everything else? What got you into this, brother? Well, you know that that's actually 
a pretty dang good question. So I didn't really get involved. I didn't grow up in a house with firearms. Um, we had a, my grandpa's shotgun that was given to us, and my dad had a black powder rifle that he put together. Other than that, we never had guns in the house growing up. Um, my brother, my older brother, he was always kind of he liked guns and whatever. He he ended up giving me my first rifle at 17 on my 17th birthday at the behest of my, my parents. Not that my parents were anti-gun either. Like they're, they're definitely pro second amendment. We just, it wasn't a priority in the house. But once I got that SKS for my 17th birthday, man, it was a downward spiral from there um, <laughs> in a good way. Uh, I, and I just love everything about firearms, uh, the smell, the feel, the mechanics. I, I think they're, they're mechanical works of art. Um, so Fast forward a few years, I decided I would become an NRA instructor. So I went and took a, a few classes and became pistol certified pistol through the NRA, which honestly, looking back now, uh, that really means nothing, honestly, because their curriculum is so terrible. <laughs> um, after Ouch. that, I became a range safety officer, and then uh, I'm, I'm a certified instructor through USCCA. In, in between all that stuff, um, I managed a, a range here in Idaho Falls. And then uh, a buddy of mine opened a range in Boise and I went over there and, and helped run the range in Boise for a few years. Uh, and that's where the, the podcast anyway started was in Boise at Independence Indoor Shooting. Uh, and our goal then was to create good stewards of the Second Amendment because, you know, you're, you're selling guns at the counter. You realize there's people from all walks of life, honestly, all political affiliations coming in, looking at firearms, looking at ways to defend themselves. But there was such a disparity of of information, right? You, you get guys that know everything and then you get these, these rookies, I guess you could call them that, that are, are just starting their journey and they don't know where to turn. So we decided, Hey, let's, let's develop a podcast. That's hopefully easy to listen to and, uh, and, and give them some good information to where they can start step-by-step step their journey through the second amendment. Wow, man. I mean, it's needed for sure. Um, I think so. And and how how long have you been doing the podcast? Just time wise, two thousand sixteen or two thousand seventeen. There was a, a few months where we didn't do anything with it. Um, when I left Boise to come back here to the southeastern side of the state, um, it was just there was so much going on that I just didn't really have time to to dedicate to it. So we probably missed a good six months of content. Um, and then I decided, hey man, I gotta I gotta keep this going. So I, I want to say, I want to say 2017, somewhere around there, maybe 2016. I really honestly can't remember. You've been doing this for like six, seven years? Maybe. I, I sure doesn't. Wow, feel brother. It might be. That's awesome. I mean, that that's fantastic. That I mean, this is the type of thing that has stood the test of time for you, but you've been at it that long. I yeah, mean, I try. I try. Most people don't make it past 20 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just... We knew we definitely wanted to get past that. And, and honestly, I actually have a background in radio too. I used to be a, a top 40 DJ, not a good one by any means, but um, <laughs> that, that was my, my start to the, to the radio side. And then Mark, who was used to be part of the podcast, he's, he was a, a big time in radio in Boise. So we had a, a lot of opportunity to make some good audio and, and mix in there with some, you know, where we kind of had an idea how to do it anyways. Sure. Sure. Well, I mean, that's, it, like I said, it's needed, and uh, I'm glad that you stuck it out because, you know, you uh, you, you were doing the podcast when um, all this wasn't really under siege the way that yeah. it is now. And so well, now, you well, know. Well, it really has been. It's just that 
some of that stuff has wasn't really in the forefront. Really? There, there are there are some things that have changed uh, Supreme Court, you know, rulings that have made a huge difference to the Second Amendment in a positive way. Um, and that's what I've been trying to dedicate the last few episodes of the podcast on, honestly, or some of the mm-hmm. last or most recent decisions from the Supreme Court. Right. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's. I mean, there's, I... there's so much, dude. It's, it's not just vertical up and down, but it is such a broad topic that uh, I mean, I'm no expert by any means, no expert, but there's just so much content that you could never run out of things to talk to if people are interested in listening to it. Well, let's get into a couple of those things. Um, you know, we kind of outlined, you know, who you are, what you want to do, why you're doing it. That's, you know, awesome. There's a couple of big things that are going on right now in the government. I mean, two that sort of have the headlines and are sort of, you know, the, the lawsuits are coming and, you know, they're going to yeah. be in the in the news. And, um, you know, uh, when we were in our pregame, you know, both of us are, you know, kind of acknowledging everybody just jumps into their tribe and speaks their speak and nobody really thinks anymore. But, you know, you're out there actually reading the bills to people, you know, and saying, here's what's actually like written into this bill. Here's where you could find it for yourself. So you don't have to just trust a talking head. (laughs) You know, you, you can read your your own bill here. (laughs) And I'm so opinionated that, and if you've listened to any of the episodes of the podcast, you realize that I tend to like stray off into the weeds once in a while, almost every episode, like I stray off and, and I end up doing this monologue usually every episode, but I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just my views or my opinions that are sliding the content. I want to read what's written in the rulings of the Supreme Court so people know that it's not just some bald guy bo- being bored on on a live or whatever, a podcast, just blabbing around. I want to give the meat and potatoes so they know what's going on. Well, and you know, it's important that you do that. To be completely honest, I mean, I've heard your podcast. I, I follow it. I listen to it. Um, the fact that you do it the way you do it gives you instant credibility because anybody who's sitting there thinking, Oh, he's just some, you know, like Trumpster, you know what I mean? Is going to listen and go, wait a minute. He's reading the actual like literature. This is not made up. This is not pomp and circumstance. This isn't like right wing, you know, food for the brain. This is, he's reading the law. And, and it's really, really good that you take the time to do that because anybody who's listening to the podcast immediately goes, guy's credible. What's he got to say? I hope so. Yeah, it comes through that way. So I'm I'm glad you do it that way, man. The um the pistol brace oh yes. rules. The, the no. dreaded final rule on the pistol braces. All right, I'm I'm gonna let you go with this, okay? But <laughs> just 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 so to to set the stage for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, this is like literally someone who has trouble holding a handgun. It's a brace mm-hmm. to help hold the gun. Okay, I mean it's it's not like an extra clip. It's not a laser beam. It's, you know, we're no. talking about a brace. Okay. Right. And so in, in go 2000, ahead. 2012, <laughs> uh, a company submitted a, an arm brace because they noticed that uh, a wounded veteran friend of theirs, they take him shooting. Uh, AR pistols have actually been around quite a while. Just imagine a, a short AR-15. Um, it was considered a handgun, still is considered a handgun. Anyway, this guy noticed that taking his army vet, wounded veteran friend shooting he had a hard time controlling the r15 so a it's not safe and b it's not fun for the guy if he can't really you know control the firearm the way that it's intended so he designed this brace he submitted it to the atf atf was all on board say yep absolutely we like the idea go ahead and start manufacturing so i can't remember the guy's name but 
he got involved with SIG. They developed a SIG arm brace, which was really the first commercially available brace in 2012. And for between 2012 and what we are now, 23, honestly, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, they submitted the, the final rule on January 13th, 2003, 23. Uh, everything was kosher, right? It was cool. You could have the brace on your firearm, no big deal. Well, suddenly the ATF, under the direction of, of the president, who is very anti-gun. Yeah, like, go figure. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, whatever. I'm not going to talk about the president, but <laughs> it's better that we don't. Um, so uh, Mary Garland signed the letter saying, yeah, these are now considered uh, stocks. So then they fall under the NFA, which was an act that was created in 1934, which uh, says anything that's a short-barreled rifle is w- would have to be submitted. You know, you have to submit paperwork and um, photos of the firearm. Any kind of information that's engraved on the firearm, that all has to get submitted to the to the feds so they know who owns the gun. You have to always be in possession of it. Um, it's a nightmare. So they decided, the, the ATF said, yep, those are now considered stocks, not pistols. And if you can shoulder it, then you have to submit it to the ATF. Um, it will fall under the, the National Firearms Act. So... Needless to say, I mean, we could go, if you want to go deep into the woods of, of like, um, common use and that kind of stuff, we can talk about that. Let's just say this in, in a case that was ruled by the Supreme court, DC versus Heller, um, they put a threshold at 250,000 as common use, meaning you can't make something illegal if there's more than 200 or 200,000 of them. So they don't even know how many pistol braces are out there. They figure it's somewhere between three and 40 million. I would consider that pretty common use. Pretty common use, yeah. So that that already that already bypasses whatever rule they make. ATF is not a, you know, Congress makes laws, not an agency. They they have no way to make laws, and so that's it's a major issue with the gun crowd right now. Me included, me included. Um, it's just such a convoluted mess. And the ATF, honestly, yesterday or the day before had a Q and A, and they just made things worse because they weren't really answering any questions. They just read the letter. And, and I noticed I was watching the live feed. Anytime somebody would type in a question, they would just tap a link, say, Hey, any questions can be answered at this link. They weren't answering any questions. So it it's, it's made to be arbitrary so they can use it as a big dragnet, in my opinion. Yeah. Now the, the NFA is basically, that was the second thing I wanted to talk about, you know, in terms of that, but this is coming down as practically speaking, a, a gun registry. Yes, it, yeah, it is absolutely a registry. So anything that falls under the NFA, that suppressors, that short-barreled shotguns, fully automatics, short-barreled rifles, anything that falls under the NFA is registered with the federal government. They know exactly where those items are. And if you don't, it's 10 years in prison and $250,000 fine. So it's very compelling for people to to follow that rule. So what would happen is, is suddenly all... 40 million, which I think is actually a low number. I think it's probably greater than 40 million firearms with, with arm braces on them. It They would have to be registered with the NFA. Then the, the feds could easily say, well, they have this AR. They probably have more ARs. And and now they can go into your home at any time. And, you know, that's not hyperbole. They they have the authorization, authorization to do that when you register something under the NFA. Right. So it, that's, it your, that's your probable mess. cause written right in. Yeah. 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 And well, and they've given themselves so many avenues to do whatever they want because it's so arbitrary. They can, any agent could interpret the rule any way they want at any time. And they are right now is what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. There's a 120 day period right now 
that gives people the, t- the grace period um, where they can register their NFA item, their new NFA item without the $200 tax stamp, which the ATF has no authority to forego taxes. That's not the Department of Justice's job. So I don't know how they're doing a forbearance on the tax. Really what it is, is they'll just say, you don't have to pay the tax. But then the feds will come back and say, hey, you owe us 200 bucks. So it's a catch-all. It is not, it is not good. Now, does this doesn't, the, the NFA does not or does, and clarify for me, impact regular run-of-the-mill handgun? It does not. So in the original drafted bill, Okay, I got to stay out of the weeds because I could go off on the president <laughs> at the time too. The original bill drafted did include handguns, but then they realized that you can't include handguns because at the time, you know, this just come out of the Great Depression. There's people that still need to just provide. So they, they made sure anything, well, the original NFA also had rifles, uh, anything over eight under 18 inches for rifle length was a problem, but they screwed up. They actually sold Federals, they sold uh, um, uh, carbines, M1 carbines that were 16 inches. So they actually broke their own law. So they had to come back and revise it. <laughs> Side note. Uh, see, I go in the weeds. I get it's excited. Okay. That, so, that wasn't too bad in the weeds. That was sort of like, you know, on the edge of the weeds, but we, you came back. So we're all right. So handguns were originally included, but then they realized that was absolutely ridiculous. So they took revolvers and semi-automatic handguns out of the NFA in 1934. Okay. And so what's happening with it now, it's not that they're trying to enforce something that's on the books. They've changed it. Yeah, they just changed the interpretation, which is funny because in some of that Q&A that they did, I I guess they did answer some questions. Somebody asked if, do I have to destroy the arm brace if I take it off? And the ATF said, well, and, and this is not like verbatim, but this is the gist is what they said. Well, you take the gun out of the drawer you take the brace off and put it in a different drawer and you're fine. I heard you talk about this the other night. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it has nothing to do with the brace. Honestly, it has everything to do with just taking it off, which is funny because then they have something else called constructive, uh, destructive intent, which if I, you know, if I had a stock that I could put on my pistol, which makes it an NFA item, then it could get me with constructive intent. So their, their rules make no sense whatsoever. Because obviously you have the intent. Otherwise, why would you own the piece? Right. Right. So, uh, yeah. And, and and let me say this too. Like, I am not an attorney. Um, don't take my advice as any kind of legal advice. I will not tell you what you what I think you should do if you do have <laughs> pistol braces. To talk to your attorney. Find somebody that is a good, solid two-way attorney and consult with them. I, I, if you take legal advice from me, you're a fool. Don't do not do that. Talk to your right. attorney. This, this is not a legal advice show. Absolutely not. And uh, yeah, so that's, it's probably good though, with everything going on to throw that out there. We are not endorsing any of this stuff. We're not saying, Hey, this is how it should be. We're simply talking about something that's happening in in the public and that's happening within our government. And that's a change, you know, that we, anybody who's a gun owner needs to know. I know what I'm going to do with my braces. um, Cause the feds know I have braces. I purchased them online. They know what I have. Like it's not that hard for them to find out what I have. I know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to say what I'm going to do um, because it's a personal decision. So Absolutely. Well, as everything should be, you know, I mean, that's kind of where the Constitution comes from in the first place is, yeah. you know, your personal uh, liberties, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's funny how that works. I've apparently uh, just gotten thrown by the wayside in too many ways, but. Uh, yeah. 
All right. So that's, that, that's two of the biggest things that are going on in, in that, that area. Um, and, and, and honestly, like the pistol brace thing just keeps getting more and more muddy. Um, I mean, I've talked about it a couple times, at least referenced it like three or four times on the podcast. Um, and so just stay tuned if you want to learn more about it. Uh, I have read all that's like a 300 page letter. I read into about 60 pages and I got so annoyed uh, with what I was reading because nothing makes sense in the letter at all. So I made it 60 pages. The last probably 50 pages are, are all just pictures. Honestly, <laughs> it's so dumb. Uh, that stuff just makes me shake my head. I'm sorry. I just, you, you know, um, you know, your friend, Nick Hoffer was you know on the show. He and I had a, a brief conversation about the same type of thing. At some point, all you can do is just shake your head, put up yeah. your hands and go, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It, it is such a mess. Um, and honestly, I, I don't, I guess I'll put it this way. I think both sides of the aisle are okay with the direction the country's going right now. Um, just one side of the aisle might be getting us there a little bit quicker. There are good people on, you know, from all sorts of political affiliations. There are good God-fearing gun-owning Democrats that understand and love the second amendment. I've been chewed out by many assuming, uh, you know, making some stupid comments at the gun counter and then getting chewed out because they voted for Hillary Clinton, but they're buying guns and they love the second amendment. Man, that was not a conversation. I'll forget. Um, <laughs> there, there are good people on both sides of the, the aisle that want the constitution to prevail. It's just that there are a noisy few that are just making a mess. Wow. And we've got government, government agencies at this point that are like literally making their own rules. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not like it's going through Congress and being passed as a law. I mean, that that's a whole different conversation, a whole different ballgame. Yeah. I mean, everybody's just sort of self-interpreting everything as they go. You well, there have been such leeways given to like EPA and the ATF and some other agencies where they'll just say, well, we've got authority under the department, like the ATF, for example. we got authority under the DOJ. We'll do this and we'll just enforce it. Right. It's not a law then. Then it's just a rule. And rules can be bent or broken without any recourse. It's laws that cause problems. So there's some things I think have changed this session, honestly, some good things that have happened. So hopefully we'll see some recourse there. Now, I remember hearing, um, I'm not sure if it was on one of your lives or on your podcast, but you uh, or someone you had on actually mentioned um, the uh, there's a bunch of lawsuits that are coming. From oh, states so, or something, or from different as organizations. As, as far as the pistol brace rule, uh, is that what it, is that what it's about? Yeah, yeah. So there are uh, pretty much all the major firearms, uh, pro Second Amendment firearms groups. Uh, mm -hmm. They have all filed lawsuits in various states. Some of them they won't even say what state they're in because they don't want to give any opportunity to the anti gunners. But uh, North Dakota's filed one. Florida's filed one. There's one in Texas. Um, I really wish we could see one in the, our district on this side of the country. Maybe it'll happen. I don't know that there's already a massive amount of, uh, of lawsuits that are being filed. I really, I really believe that, uh, it's, it's not gonna, it's not going to survive the court system. Um, it could be, like I said, I referenced earlier, there are a lot of really good Supreme court rulings that, uh, that, that they are going to get scrutinized by drastically and they'll just get cut to pieces in my opinion, hopefully anyways. See, now they have to know that too. 
So what, well, they do know that. What, what do you suppose the end game is? Is it all just political posturing to say, look what we did, and then they downplay the fact that it got beaten and just defeated? So, you know, in I, your, I, in your opinion, watching, just in your opinion, I've been watching a lot of, you know, I, I remember the assault weapons ban in 94 um, and, and everything that comes up since then. What they like to do is they like to go way extreme because they know it's going to get dismantled in court. And then as it goes through the, you know, the the district courts and then the Supreme Court, it gets dismantled and then they're just happy with whatever they get. But if they get more, then then they're ecstatic. So they, in my opinion, I think they make things so extreme and so crazy that they're trying to get as much as they can because uh, they know they'll get something. So that's what it is. They're just asking for everything they can think of so that when it gets whittled down, there's more left at the end. Yeah. Still sitting in the basket. That's interesting. And then interesting I also strategy. think that I, I think they like to, I think they, maybe it's trolling, honestly, from the ATF. They like to make things so ridiculous in, in my perspective that, uh, they get people talking about it, and then I think it just distracts, and so they can work on other things. So they, it keeps the the pro two A crowd busy <coughs> while they can do something else. Sorry about that. No, I I hear you. Um, that's a whole other. You want to talk about getting into the weeds? That's a whole other <laughs> rabbit hole about you know getting getting somebody off track and you well, know hey look at this hand and don't look what this hand's a, doing. You know, distraction's been a tool since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. And you're drinking your beverage. I got to open mine. Oh, dang. You know what? Have at it. Absolutely. The, the and, official beverage. Actually, they're not official. <laughs> I'm not sponsored by Bundaberg Ginger Beer. <laughs> but I love it. Well, you know, since you brought it up, I mean, uh, you know, if you're a friend of the program, you know that over here, Power Man is drinking Freedom Hill Coffee. Like you find them at Freedom Hill Coffee on Instagram. Deep, dark, rich, bold, and beautiful. Just like my wife. And uh, they do all the right things for all the right reasons to make a great cup of joe. And they support veterans, which is why I support them. So, yeah, let's take a sip of the preferred beverage on my end. Nice. You know, in the biz, <sighs> they call it a segue, and I think it worked beautifully. That was good. Thank you for, yeah, you did that. <laughs> I appreciate the help. That's right. Free of charge. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> no, man, it's all it's all, uh, it's all, all good. Um, Steve, I know that you've got a, a wealth of knowledge on these topics. Okay. And um, sharing it with people, you know, putting it out there helps the average guy who who doesn't have that kind of time to just kind of go, Hey, you know, where do I go to look? Where are some of the resources that you go to find some of the stuff where, you know, a guy who's too busy to do what you do. Okay. Maybe he doesn't have the passion that you have for it, but is still concerned. Where can somebody go and get, you know, a few snacks of info to, you know, kind of feed them and, and get them, get them along. Well, the very first place they should go is the Range Minded Podcast. The very first place. Good answer. Go. Good answer. Right <laughs> on. All right. Range Minded Podcast. Absolutely available uh, on all the regular there, platforms. There are some amazing resources on YouTube that are pretty recent, honestly, recent channels. Um, the Armed Attorneys, they're a, a couple of attorneys from Texas. They have a fairly new YouTube channel and it's actually exploding within the community. They're awesome. Their content is great. They're attorneys, so they understand the dialogue and the bills and they can translate it for us normal people to understand. Um, so yeah, it's the armed attorneys. Another fantastic one is the four boxes diner. Um, he's actually, he does something on the Supreme court. I can't remember what it is, but so he really understands, um, all the legalese that come out of all these stupid letters from the ATF. Very intelligent man. Uh, at one point I'm going to have him on the show. I don't know how that's going to happen because he's way outside my league, but Hey, you got to swing for the fences, right? Um, 
Toleon Noir, who's got an interesting life story and how he got where he is now. He's he's a big influencer in the two A community. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of a little bit more bougie, I guess. I don't know how you call it. He's he's a high dollar guy. He he's an attorney. He loves fancy cars and expensive guns, but he still has some good content. And honestly, there's a lot of other awesome stuff out there. Um, there's some stuff that gets kind of boring or or lame. I I I kind of gotten too old for some of the 2a content on youtube um some of it's just the same thing over and over again gun reviews i i understand a lot of the firearms i I don't necessarily need to watch a lot of gun reviews anymore i've noticed that i've started to lean more towards either going direct to the atf's website or leaning heavily on armed attorneys or four boxes diner and there's a the armed scholar is another awesome youtube channel as well that's great. I, I'm sure everybody appreciates having those resources, but if you want to have all of that stuff all wrapped into one with, uh, you know, a good opinion on it and everything else, you go to the range minded podcast. Well, I'm definitely opinionated. That's, that's what you do. That's exactly right. Well, you know, you're passionate, man, which is one of the oh, things yeah, I love passionate. about you. Yeah, That's another way to say it, I guess. Absolutely passionate about what you do, which is, you know, it comes through in everything that you do. And it's one of the reasons why, you know, I appreciate, you know, everything that you do out there. So don't stop doing it, brother. Okay. Just I'll keep taking keep the punches and, keep plugging along right on. Um, you know, I love that. The, uh, what, uh, have you had any, let's, let's get into the personal aspect of this. Have you had any, you know, blowback for instance, from family, um, wife, friends, kids, anything like that about being such an outspoken advocate? I've carried a firearm for a long time. So my family gets kind of used to that aspect of my life. Um, honestly, my wife still gets annoyed. Like, we'll be running to the grocery store and I'm getting a gun out of the safe to put on and she'll wonder why I'm doing it. Uh, I, I realize I have to live what I preach, right? I can't just be a hypocrite and tell you to do something that I'm not doing. Um, honestly, my family's been really supportive. Uh, my mom and dad are awesome. Um, my wife, like she, she actually grew up, my father-in-law's a, a gun collector. So she's been around firearms her whole life. She doesn't really like shooting, but she's been around guns and she understands kind of that culture my kids are growing up in that culture. Um, and, and my son, if he was here, he'd tell you like, we'll go to the restaurants and I've got him looking for exits and watching people's faces and, you know, reading the room. He's kind of like, uh, my eyes on the back of my head. You know, nice. We kind of do team tactics once in a while when we go to a restaurant. So uh, as far as close family, no, uh, I do have some liberal family that I've tried to come, you know, get them to go to the range, but they won't do it. Uh, which is fine. That's, that's their, I'm not going to force them to it, you know? Right. No, uh, no serious blowback though. Then, I mean, the, the haters haven't really gotten to you and they're certainly not, uh, no, I'll, I'll get once in a while, like somebody on Instagram, what they call me, I referenced it in the live or no, it was one of the podcasts, another bald. Some, I don't know. They said something stupid, you know, that stuff used to offend <laughs> me, but honestly, I'd rather offend people. Cause then I know they're listening to me. Right. So, you know, I, I let the hate come. I'm not worried about it. I got pretty tough skin. Good deal. No death threats then yet. Huh? I don't care if I did anyways. I, <laughs> everybody needs a good gunfight at least once a month. Oh, there you go. All right. That's what we needed to hear on a podcast at least once. So thanks. Thanks for that, Steve. I don't condone violence. If you saw my last post, you know, I don't condone there you violence. Go. No, we absolutely know that for sure. You know, that's, that's certainly not what's going on, but no, I appreciate that. The, uh, you know, that's one of the hardest parts about anybody who does any kind of a podcast that has any kind of a backbone, any kind of uh, grit to it is that there's always trolls. 
There's always haters. Okay. There's always people who are trying to line up and tell you, you know, what you, hey, you go die. You know what I mean? And um, with as passionate as you are, you know what I mean, about what you're doing. And as long as you've been doing it, um, that's awesome. You know, that you haven't really had that kind of pile on and that kind of nonsense. And, and maybe most of it is because you, um, there's no point. I mean, you come across so, so confident, so positive and so passionate about it. Nobody actually thinks they're going to change your mind. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know? I, we were actually talking about this off the air. I was watching this uh, YouTube video of some some super lefty guy and they were talking about Donald Trump. And and it was I, I I wanted to fight through it because honestly, I need to hear the other side. I want to hear the other arguments. So then I know, you know, what they're thinking and, and how they get there. But it's it's sure tough. So I imagine people that are listening to me that don't agree with me, they they probably think I'm terrible. But I honestly don't care. I don't I don't care what people's feelings. You know, they can get hurt all they want. I don't care. That's the only way to be successful. What you're doing, you know. So, uh, and maybe it's that too. Maybe it's the fact that you've been doing it for so long. Everybody's like, look, he's been here forever. There's no point in threatening him to get off the air. He's not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna listen. <laughs> and it's sad, you know. I should have I should have got on YouTube when we first started this. You know. <laughs> years ago uh i just recently was you know started pushing videos on youtube there's only a few of them on there it's tough youtube's tough and it's it is getting way worse for uh pro 2a people mm -hmm. they're shutting down accounts right now just yeah it's it's tough so i don't know I, we talked a little while ago not before the show but a while ago about getting onto some other platforms but they're not they're, they're just not as user-friendly as youtube is which which sucks yeah, no, I understand that. I, and I'm using all the same platforms. So I know what you mean. Um, we don't necessarily, you know, put ourselves out as like some big pro 2A, you know, necessarily, but everybody who listens to us knows we are, you know, over here. So, but we get all of the uh, the masculinity blowback, you know, oh, so sure. I, oh, power of man. Oh, okay. Well, you got to have power over women to feel good about yourself. I'm like, have you ever listened so to anything ridiculous. we've said? <laughs> so ridiculous. I mean, yeah, we um, have a very strong female following, actually. Uh, that good. comment a lot um, because there's there's ladies that understand that you know that there needs to be a, somebody there as a protector and a provider right uh, they could they're supposed to be the nurturer you know yeah the podcast is coming out today i'm actually going to release it after you and i get done talking um you know it's about that it's about leadership you know and leading your family and everything else and how most wives actually want their husbands to lead them you know which makes me so worried about the future you know, because that's how I'm trying to raise my daughters. I got three daughters. And God bless you, man. God bless you. I'm sorry, but Ooh, God bless days. you. I have there's one. I can't even stuff. imagine what you just said to me. I have one. And oh, my God. Yeah, dude. It's It can be tough. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how old your daughter is. My oldest daughter, she'll, she's 18, 17. And she's actually, she's pretty solid. She's She had a lot of attitude as, you know when she first became a teenager, but she's grown out of it. She's, she's absolutely awesome. And then my, my second daughter, she's a little bit more free spirited, I guess a little, a little more willing to push the envelope when it comes to listening to me. But my youngest daughter, Oh boy, I am scared to death because she is an adventurer. <laughs> she's not scared of anything. She doesn't, I, I guess she's like me in a way she's, she just doesn't care. She'll do it. And whatever happens happens. So I'm a little scared. Well, you know, you're ahead of the game because that's the one that's going to turn your hair white. Well, it's gone. So and you're ahead of the game, brother. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My daughter is uh, 29. She turns 30 this year. Right on. And yeah, so she hates that. 
And uh, I'm sure it'll end up by by the time she turns 30, it'll end up being my fault somehow, <laughs> you know, that she's turning 30. So, um, but yeah, it's really funny because, you know, when it comes to our kids, I've got, uh, I have three also, I've got a daughter and two boys. And, you know, my daughter is my flaming liberal progressive. I have no idea how it happened from my first marriage, you know, so on and so forth, takes after her mother in that, in that <laughs> way, loves to just basically torture me. <clears throat> Love her anyway you know, would take a bullet for her. Right. Um, then I got my son who is my oldest son, but he's my middle child. He's very much a moderate, you know, he's a fiscal conservative, but you know, socially he, you know, leans a little more towards, you know, like, Hey, um, kind of relax about stuff. Yeah. You know, my youngest is like just devout, you know, dyed in the wool conservative. Nice. Like how did, you know, don't even talk to him about it because he is in his tribe. He lives there. He believes there. He eats there. He, no, he doesn't want to hear anything. <laughs> so, and how, you know, how old is he? Is he still in high school, or she graduated? Uh, no, he's uh, he graduated high school, and he is eighteen years old. So he's going to turn nineteen this year. Is so, it's, uh, going to school though? Is he going to go to college? I don't think so. Um, only because he's um, he's involved in a, a sales thing. Oh yeah. Um, and he's making huge money at eighteen. My my so. neighbor does that. He's in, well, <laughs> he was doing like security systems. But he was in charge. I don't know if he was like a regional guy or whatever, but he would pull down like half a million dollars in six months and then, you know, just whatever. That's exactly what he's doing. It's not security systems, pest control, but he's doing the exact same thing. He's working That's like five months out of the year and making. He can sell, dude. He's he's going to do well. I tell you what, he he just knocks on doors and, and just kills it. Yeah. You know, and it's he's like, dad, I'm going <laughs> to. What a good experience to be able to communicate with people you don't know. Right. Absolutely. Come concerns or whatever. Uh. It's. That's a skill that will come in handy for the rest of his life. I've been in sales almost my entire life. And I told him, if you can door to door, you can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, uh, he's doing that. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But, uh, I mean, I know we have that in common and stuff. So, you know, in terms of having the kids, but, um, how does your, I always, I ask a lot of my guys this. You know, my wife's always been very supportive of what I've done here. Um, I tell the story about how, you know, when I first bought the equipment, it's like sat in a box. You know, I had the idea, stuff sat in a box for like four months. And I was like trying to figure out how I was going to do it, trying to be perfect and all this other stuff. My wife one day, I'm in the middle of talking about it. She goes, you know, why don't you just go record something? <laughs> and I'm like, well, but I don't. She goes, I don't want to hear another word. Just go record something. If it sucks, it sucks. But just nice. go record something. I said, okay. I came down to my office. I fired it all up and I started talking and that was episode one. Awesome. <laughs> and I didn't look back after that. Um, how's your wife feel about all the other stuff you do? You got, you know, the impractical tactical, you got the range minded podcast, you know what I mean? You, you're, you're, you're training, you know what I mean? You're doing all this other stuff. How does she feel about all of it to the best that you can explain it to any of our listeners? You know what I mean? Cause the, the wife support thing is always uh, tricky. And always really important. So I'm a carpenter by trade, right? So two two days after we got married, I went out of state and worked framing houses. Uh so she's she's used to me always working. Um I don't work as hard now as I did 23 years ago. Mm -hmm. But uh I well, like you said, I, I do a lot of things. I don't I don't know why I keep adding more. I'm I'm soon to be adding another thing to my plate that it's You'll, you guys will all know when it happens. Um, so 
I don't, why, why? The plate's full. Why add something else? But she you, has. You sure you don't want to announce it here on Power Man? I mean, it's a great yeah, platform not, not for you to announce it. You sure? I gotta have. I gotta have things in order before I. Say okay. Anything. All right, man. All right. Uh, but it it'll be something you don't even like. You'll be like, why in the heck is he doing that? Anyway. I'm looking forward uh, to it. All right, man. <laughs> but go ahead. So she's. I started the podcast. So when I lived in Boise, uh, I lived in my camper because. At that point, real estate was absolutely ridiculous. The intent was that I'd live in the camper until, you know, it was just going to be a short-term thing. I'll find a house. Then the family is going to move over. Well, it ended up being like three years because every time I'd find a house, it would sell before I could even, even do anything with it. Like just nothing was working out. Uh, and that whole time frame is when I started the podcast. So she wasn't even ever involved uh, or she never saw me start the podcast or anything like that. Um, I was working when I was living in my camper. I mean, I just, I'd show up at work at like five, six in the morning and work till about 1130 at night because I had nothing else to do. And so there was plenty of time to, to research or, you know, do podcasting things or design classes or whatever. So when I got back, um, the podcast just came with me. So she really didn't have much choice to say, well, that's dumb. Why are you doing that? Or <laughs> that kind of thing. It just, I just do it. You know, I, I framed it in a little room in my basement. You see this fancy clustered wall behind me. Um, I, I wanted to make it cool. Um, I'm glad you think it looks cool. <laughs> our, our friend Nick, I, I, I'm never going to live, live it down. He says it's cluttered and ugly, so it's still up there. I heard the, I heard the episode where he said that to you, too. <laughs> I don't think... And and I'll let your listeners decide, you know, if they're watching, like, what, what they think of my wall. I think it's cool. Um I didn't get to go to shot show this year. Otherwise there'd probably be another patch panel like there is back there and another sticker thing. Like I have behind me here that I, I just, I love stuff is the problem too. So no, that's, um, as, as far that's as support, awesome. she's, she does support me. She's somehow she's stuck with me. Like I say, we'll be married 23 years this year, um, which is crazy because I love her more now than I did 23 years ago. I don't know how that works, but it does. That's how it's supposed to work, brother. I agree, but society that's awesome. doesn't No, that's that's good. So she supports you sort of by not being against it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh she used to not be very vocal. Um, but I told her she needs to stand up for herself. You know, something would happen, whether it was with her family or work or whatever. And I said, Man, you gotta stand up for yourself. And so now she does, and sometimes I think I should never have taught her how to stand up. So. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. She will put her foot down at times. <laughs> right on. Which I need. I need it, honestly, because if I was left to my own devices, it, it, it would probably not be good. Now, I seem to remember something else. Was she the one who wanted you to put the window in the door? Oh, the... You've got like a door with a window into your studio there? Yeah. Is that right? I, I don't know. She, I can't remember if she said so. I was going to put a window in it anyways. Um, but you saw the picture of it, right? Oh, yeah. I, I cut out the AR pistol. <laughs> um, I thought it was cool. That's not something I, that I think she probably intended. She probably just wanted a piece of glass in there. But I was like, no way. This is my room. I'm going to make it how I want it. So <laughs> Right on. <laughs> Well, that's that's awesome. Now, okay, let's let's go ahead and, and let's let's help Steve out here. Um, if you're looking at this on YouTube or on Rumble or anywhere else, okay, that we might have it posted, um, and you're checking it out, check out his wall behind him, and either comment in the YouTube or in the Rumble or send me a DM, okay? And we get a lot of DMs 
Um, Do you? A lot of people, I think, and I respect every one of you folks. I think you guys all know this. I respect every single person wanting to keep a little bit of their their life private. You know, and a lot of people want to be involved with Power of Man. They love what we're doing. They don't necessarily want to like put it out there to friends and neighbors or coworkers or anybody else who might see it as, hey, I support something called Power of Man. Because if you don't listen to it, then you really don't know what it is, you know? So I respect everybody's anonymity and their right to, you know, kind of appreciate what we do on the down low. And so what folks do, and and folks, again, I'm grateful for the way you communicate on this. They send us a lot of DMs because then it's just like personal between me and them. No one else has to know, you know, everything else. So it works out really, really well that way. And so I always want to make sure I invite people to do that. But folks, go ahead and send me a DM or make a comment. and. Tell me and Steve what you think of the wall behind him. Okay. I love it. Nick hates it. <laughs> and, 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 and obviously, so part, pardon the, the crudeness, but I consider myself a patch whore. Not that I'll do anything for a patch, but I, I love, I love patches. So, I mean, if you got an extra <laughs> patch lying around, don't, you, you can send it my way. I'll, I'll put it up there on the wall. Oh, thanks for that. I, I needed that. I mean, I never thought anybody would work that phrase into one of my podcasts ever. <laughs> so uh, you win the prize, brother. Yes. <laughs> I mean, wow. <clears throat> All right. Hey, we are PG-13. So, I mean, everybody understands, you know. <laughs> so I, I try not to cuss. Uh, I, t- I tend to. Honestly, being in construction pretty much my whole working life, uh, I do have a bit of a foul mouth. And I'm trying to do better, but sometimes things slip out. So. You know, it's funny because I don't think I've ever actually heard you curse. Oh, if I golf or if I'm framing a house, you'll hear things that All make right. people jealous. So you're you're pretty uh, pretty disciplined on the air then. It's kind of what's going on. I try. Yeah, and <laughs> I've seen I've means. seen some of your lives, man, where it's like you and your crew. You know what I mean? You and your your group of guys, your your posse, right? And I mean, you guys. I think you were doing it last night. Yeah, I was. Yeah, just Cody. Dying. Cody. I was cracking up. <laughs> yeah, Cody. Cody. He he went off a little bit, but. If you know who Cody is, Red Right Hand, sorry, plug for him. He mm-hmm. makes some pretty awesome rifles. Uh, he's a little bit more salty than I am on the air. So, gotcha. Definitely not PG 13. Well, so fair warning to everybody when you listen to the Range Minded podcast, that is you at your professional best, man. I mean, you really are. Yeah, you come I, across, you're I, an authority. It's all good. I, I might throw out some mild swear words, you know, but I, I you know, no F word or anything like that. We have had guests drop the F bomb before. Um, I, I don't judge anybody. Like, I'm not going to tell them, hey, you know, cut that out. Maybe I will. There, there was one. I don't, actually, I don't think we ever aired one one particular podcast with a friend of mine who was a, a wounded veteran. Man, he was he was going off on all sorts of crazy tangents and just saying everything you can imagine. Like, I, I don't think we ever actually aired that episode. It was <laughs> it, it went <laughs> south so fast, actually. I, I understand. I mean, I've had that a few times. You know, where folks were taking a little bit of liberty with it. But, you know, all I do is just kind of put in the, I put the warning out there. I'm like, hey, you know, adult content, you know, adult language, just be ready. Don't play this when kids are in the car if you're sensitive, that kind of thing, you know, type Probably of deal. Probably hearing but, my dogs bark now. It sounds like my, my wife just got back and the dogs are going crazy. So if you hear <laughs> any barking, sorry. No, it's all good, man. Listen, I, uh, and I've, I've kept you quite a while and I really do appreciate it. Um, we've had, uh, you know, those two things, the NFA and the, um, you know, the, the, the pistol brace were two things that that I've heard all over the place that I've heard yeah. you talk about. I wanted to make sure that we address those for everybody. Um, I wanted to make sure everybody knew about the Range Minded podcast so that they could, you know, follow you, listen to that. If you are 
uh, a Second Amendment believer supporter, if you're concerned about what's going on with the country, if you're concerned about, you know, where we're going in that general direction, your podcast is like must listen stuff. I, I hope so. I mean, that's that is the point. Like, like we always say, we're we're dedicated to to good stewards of the Second Amendment. And that comes from education and conversation. Right. We talked a little bit about, you know, tribalism or whatever. A lot of the guys, when I was working the gun counter, working ranges, they just get stuck with with the echo chamber stuff. They don't they'll they'll complain about the other side, but they'll, they're never willing to have a conversation and figure out why anti gunners feel that way, or even the content. They'll say, you know, I stupid pistol brace rule, but then you ask them, well, what's what's in the letter? Well, it just says this. Have you read the letter? No. Well, then why are you arguing about it? You don't know what it is. You just heard somebody else talk about it. So hopefully when people hear me talk and, and that's why I read the bills and stuff like that is they understand the content so they can go armed with knowledge, not just a handgun. Cause you know, that's not really always the problem solver. For sure. For sure. All right, brother, best way for anybody out there who's listening to contact you, give me all your stuff. So you can, we talked about earlier, you can find my personal Instagram, the Steve Zimmerman, uh, range minded podcast also on Instagram, Twitter, is uh impractical tactical which i'll probably change to the steve zimmerman because i got yelled at for not using my own name um but i, I do the the podcast has a twitter range-minded podcast range-minded on youtube eventually we'll get to some of the other big platforms as well but anywhere there and if if you are in the area you know i i love teaching people i've taught students from six years old to 80 years old i love to teach uh if you feel like you know you're you need somebody that's not going to be judgmental or whatever. I'd love to help you on your, your journey in the firearms community. That's the point. Like that's why I became an instructor is to help new shooters, um, uncomfortable shooters. That that's why I'm here. And I try to be non-judgmental. So let me know. I, I'm always here to help. If you guys want to hear something special on the, on the podcast, just shoot me a DM and, and I'll do research and we'll talk about it. Awesome. Awesome, man. I'll make sure that all those contacts uh, that I, at least all the ones I, I can, you know, come up with, because you give me a lot. Uh, <laughs> I'll make sure that all those contacts are in the show notes for everybody to, um, you know, copy and paste. And, and uh, yeah, and honestly, use. range by the podcast or the Steve's <clears throat> on Instagram, that'll get you anywhere you need to go. Right on. Instagram, best way to go with you then. Yeah, I, I tend to spend, I, and a lot of time lately on Twitter, which I don't know why, but Usually almost always Instagram. Well, it's sort of safe again, though. <laughs> so, uh, I just got back on it myself. I was off it for a long time. It, it can so. be kind of fun, but a waste of time. Well, for sure. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> the, waste of, the waste of time on social media is an entirely other subject oh, for us to deal with. So, All right, brother. Listen, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate you very much. And uh, Steve, thank you for being on today, man. Thanks for having me, dude. It's It's an honor. I appreciate it. Thank you for that. Uh, folks, listen, um, one of the reasons why you want to listen to our podcast, one of the reasons why you do listen to our podcast, one of the reasons why we have uh, guys like this, you know, quality men who do what they believe in, who do it with passion and who do it very well is because you're worth it. And we want to make sure that we're bringing you stuff that that matters. Um, you need to remember every single day, no matter what's going on in your life, that you're worth the fight. You are worth the love and you are absolutely positively worth the work. All you got to do is just believe it. Until next time.